Hello, friends. My guest today is a crazy, talented, and creative photographer. You've seen his work all over Instagram and published in many well-known outdoor magazines and websites. He is a freelance photographer for some of the best-known waterfowl companies like Tangle Free, Sitka Gear, 737 Duck Calls, Gunner Kennels, and many more. Uh, he has a fantastic talent for bringing the viewer into his images and making them feel like they were there with him on his hunts. I really, really love the authenticity that he is super deliberate about. And he's one of the really just a few content creators that have a command over their style and brand. Um, in my opinion, he's right up there with guys like Cody Goff, Brian Dryden, Wade Shoemaker, and Drew Seals, and some of the other guys that are super well-known on Instagram. Uh, today we talk about how he developed his own brand and distinctive style. We discuss uh, the gear that he uses, what he looks for in subjects and shots. We talk about the creative industry and what most of these successful companies are looking for in creative content. Uh, we intentionally covered a wide range of topics in an effort to help those who want to take their photography to the next level and make their work stand out. Uh, we tell some hunting stories, too. It was a great conversation. So without any further delay, please welcome to the podcast our friend and today's guest, the hipster woodsman, Mr. Joseph Edwards. All right, all right. Y'all good? You comfy? Yeah, man, I'm ready. Welcome to the show, dude. Joseph Edwards, you guys know him as Hipster Woodsman in Georgia, right? That's right, yeah. North Georgia. North Georgia. Dalton or Calhoun? I live in Calhoun. I'm originally from Dalton, though. Okay. The foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, right? Yeah, man. That's good fishing. Yeah, dude. That's um, that's a beautiful area. What is that, like an hour and a half or so east, southeast of Chattanooga, something yeah. like that? Yeah, pretty, pretty close to that. It's nice up there. I did an archery bear hunt up there. Really? In Murray, yeah, man. Like in Murray County several years ago. Okay. So that's, so I live in, in Ranger, which is, which butts up directly to Murray County. Yeah. Well, we hunted the, uh, the Cahutta wildlife management yeah. area in the mountain. Yeah. Stayed in LJ. LJ is beautiful. Yeah. Well, I realized how out of shape I was <laughs> yeah. when, I did, <laughs> when I did that. Dude, it was, but black bears all over the were you place. successful all over the joint dude oh, they're man. black bears everywhere yeah man i mean they're literally like nuisance animals i mean they beg you to come and hunt them oh yeah man and they Which, there's some monsters up there too oh dude let me tell you it, it's crazy though because when because where you hunt meaning like the elevation of the mountain like mm -hmm. if you have to go to the top of the mountain or whatever it's dependent on what region of the mountain had the best acorn mast that year and so, which is in large part determined by how high or low the frost line was that right. prior winter. Yeah. Right. So if it got super, super cold that year and the frost line was relatively low, there were no acorns up high. So that meant there were no bears up high. Everything was at or near the base of the mountain, like relatively low elevation. But if the winter was mild and the frost line didn't extend very far down the mountain, um, you had good acorn mass nearly all over the entire mountain so bears were spread out everywhere yeah well when we went the acre mass was good like 
all the way up the mountain, like the, the bottom two-thirds almost were covered with white oak acorns, which, you know, which means that uh, – but the, but the bears had been super, super pressured at the base, so we went way, way up to uh, to get away from cryos. I mean, a, I didn't realize, but a black bear is like super, super skittish, so it doesn't take a lot of pressure. And that's a climb going up the side of those mountains. What? Dude is, let me tell you something, man. That, so we had to go way up that, and I think my buddy was just a little sadistic that I hunted with um, and wanted to just see me climb a mountain because it was brutal. It was a lot of fun, man. It was really, I tell you, it was really, really easy to scout because all you had to do, like you weren't looking for tracks or like, oh, look, here's a trail or uh uh-uh. It looked like somebody went up the tree with a crosscut saw and started cutting branches down (laughs) because the the bears will climb up there and just go to ripping branches down. And then they'll climb down and eat all the acorns off of it. Well, this dude who's never done it before said, well, that would be a good tree to climb. All right, here's the tip. Don't climb the tree that the bear's feeding in, right? <laughs> can you can you put the rest of that story together, dude? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Every, that's rough, man. That's rough. Everyone said that they weren't, you know, they weren't really good to eat, but I'm going to eat what I kill, dude. Or, I mean, oh, at least yeah. try and eat it once. What's, yeah, what's the point? And, uh. We ate the one we killed. It was delicious, dude. What, what did you did you do? Just like, I guess, Man. ground up? No, 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 no. I mean, I I cut it up like a sure enough deer. I mean, really? Quarter, oh, dude. And we made a we made a sauce pecan out of it, which is just if you kind of make tenderloins and you bread them and you you fry them basically, and then you cook them in like a tomato gravy with like a dark roux. You make a tomato gravy yeah, with yeah. a lot of cumin and chili powder and stuff like that. Um, it was delicious, dude. That's some of that Cajun stuff down there, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I don't know about that. I'm not about that life, dude. I need to. I need to tell you what you fix and learn because that was good, man. My wife was like, "I am not going to eat a bear." I thought I was going to have to hit her in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where we killed ours, it was like in a super remote area. There were no cabins or camps or anything, so they weren't going through garbage and eating shit. I mean, yeah. they were just eating. Yeah, solid acorns and berries. So I mean, it was rough getting that thing out of there. Well, yeah. So here's the funniest. Now the funniest part of that story, right, is that you know you go up the mountain on switchbacks, like back and right. forth, yeah. back and forth. Well, my buddy's like, "Well, we got it." And the one we killed wasn't big. It was probably 400 pounds. I mean, it wasn't super big. It was big enough. Yeah. But, you know, I remembered that we were, we got out of the truck and walked down the trail, which means that we got to go up the trail to haul this thing out. Well, we get it. And finally, dude, after hours of dragging that thing up the mountain, finally get it in the truck and we're going down and we make a switch back and another turn. I'm like, wait a minute, there's the tree I was in right there. We could just push this thing down the hill. Oh, no. Like, what a dumbass. That's. (laughs) <laughs> like i'm not doing this anymore man that sounds like some murray county stuff oh that, that that's pure 100 percent pedigree murray county right yeah, there yeah no doubt have you have you done that have you bear hunted there before? no no we uh i tried to turkey hunt that mountain one time there's turkeys good turkeys on it too right yeah yeah but i'm just i'm a big boy i can't be climbing those mountains like that 
<laughs> I'm done. Fat boy, too fat. That's what I said, man. <laughs> I'm done. I got out of the truck and I was like, that's too steep. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, man. The one thing that I wasn't prepared for is how something the size of a Lincoln Continental can be so quiet yeah, when, it, yeah. when it and just appear out of thin air. I'm like, uh, you know, you look and, oh, shit, there's a bear right yeah. there. Like, it's oh, wait, I'm supposed to hunt that thing. It's kind of scary if you think about it. I mean, if you're Man, you know what the you know what the scariest part was is I was on the side of a mountain, so I'm climbing in my my climber, my old man climber. I'm going up the tree, going up the tree, and if you look off the back of the tree, you're like 50 feet off the ground. If you look around the other side of the tree, you can almost touch the mountain because the, it was so steep. So right? steep, yeah. Well. And I got just to kind of where a little saddle was in the in the middle of two ridges, and one came. I mean, just a a black bear with a chocolate chocolate face, beautiful man. He just comes barreling through this little saddle. I mean, and it looks like if he could have jumped twenty feet, he could have jumped in the stand oh. with me. And I about shat myself. Man. I would. I would too. And then I bumped into one one morning going to move my stand from that tree to another tree. We went in there at like 4 a.m. And, I mean, I'm thinking quiet because you don't want to scare deer, not quiet because you don't want to get your ass eaten up by a bear. And I tipped right into one. Oh, dude. it's God. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm done, I'll deal yeah. with alligators in the marsh. I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> I'll see you all later. And then we killed one that morning. So, you know. It was fun though, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. Oh yeah, man. It's now, nice are you a, are you a college football guy? You know, I used to be, but with duck season, I don't have a lot of free time to participate nowadays. Correct answer. <laughs> Correct answer. I was going to ask you if you were dogs or yellow jackets, but I mean, if, if if I have to pick, I, I'm a I'm a dogs fan. How about them dogs? That's they right. Last year, man, looked real good. Um. So one of the things that I think this episode will help people with is if you're either getting into photography or if you're already interested in doing it or you've already in it, um, one of the things we want to do is how to do it, quote unquote, better, which is, you know, a very relative term um, because everybody has their own style or favorite equipment, right? I mean, when I say better, what I mean is the ability for an image to tell a story to revisit a feeling or convey an emotion or a mood. That's that's what really great photographers like yourself, guys like Brian, guys like Drew Seals, guys like Matt Peel, they're just they're just so good at um, using a single image to make someone feel as though they were in that same moment feeling those same things. Yeah. So that's what we hope our listeners can come away with, how to be a how to be better storytellers through a single image that's that's the trick right oh yeah absolutely would you agree that everyone has kind of different viewpoints and perspectives that that they approach subjects and that we uh, it, it's okay to learn from someone else and and maybe um kind of adopt some different styles right yeah i think i think everybody has their own style but um I think you can learn from other people too. Like, you know, you can look at an image and take away something from it that maybe you can use next time you shoot your, you know, your next image or, you know, several images down the road. You know, I, there's, there's guys that I look at and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to put that in my back pocket because there might be a day 
where I can shoot an image that, you know, not really resembles, but can bring life to that image like they did. Right. Right. So hipster woodsman, are you a hipster? You know, I'm not very hipster at all. No, dude. I was going to say you look more hipster than hipster. Yeah. It's not, not, I don't, up. I don't know what happened. I don't know what did happen. How did you, who, 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 where'd you get that from, dude? Ah, man. So, so I used it's cool. To, yeah. I mean, it's catchy. It's, it's really, I, I get a lot of flack from it, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Your boys from Murray County give you a bunch of shit. Oh, for it. Th- this is no joke. Those people over there hate me more than, than anybody. It's, it's why jealousy, man, is all I can think of. I don't, know what, hate. I don't know what else it would be. I'm a likable person. <laughs> Hater gonna hate, man. No, man. People used to call me hipster because I, you know, the whole camera thing. It was just like a side joke. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just threw Woodsman on the back of it, and here we are. The rest is history. That's it, man. <laughs> That's awesome. But you're you're a freelance photographer working with some of the biggest and most well known um, outdoor hunting and fishing companies and products in the world. I mean, many is the same ones as us, by the way. Yeah. 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 Which is which is super cool. You have a huge following on Instagram, man. I do, man. They come out of nowhere. Yeah, like thirty six thousand nowheres, and from anywhere, like all over the world. It's it's weird. How fast did you see that that page grow? Man, this this is uh, we're we're wrapping up our third season. Mm-hmm. So in in three duck seasons, essentially. God, that's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> it's very crazy. Do you have like do you have kinds of like routines about like what you post and when and what times of the day or week do you post or when, or is it just like when you get a wild hair you just post shit? You know, man, I tried to I, I I tried to get into the whole algorithm, you know, post this at this time or whatever, and um, I didn't really see a difference. So I didn't either. Honestly, you know, most mornings I get up, I'll have my breakfast, and about nine o'clock, you know. I'll post and, you know, and it doesn't really pick up till about lunch. You can see that's where a lot of people are hanging right. out on their phones or whatever. But right. I think the morning or evening is the best time for me, for my, yeah. for my guys. I mean, so you look at that, like the analytics, I mean, cause they have all the analytics built in. Yeah. I mean, I don't find that it really, I don't like, think it really matters. If I tried to study that, I get the same. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's dog images, dude. No it's, doubt, it's the right. ones that get the most like the most miles are dog images and and children. Yeah, yeah. I ain't putting no kids on. No, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> but we're really big fans of your work, dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And 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 here's 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 one reason why. And I, this is something that um, I guess I knew, but I didn't. I didn't really know that I knew it. Um, your images are distinctly yours. In other words. I can look at an image that you took and know it's yours. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I can look at an image that Brian took and know immediately that he captured that image. I can look look at it and not like with a thousand percent accuracy. Yeah. But if it's not his, I'm like, man, it looks just like his work. Like I can, I can spot his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know your what you're work. saying. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's just um, filters or what you do in post, or maybe it's just the the perspective, or maybe it's just that there's so few um, guys that shoot authentic type 
content. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, so if you don't know that, I mean, you have an identity to your work. Yeah, and I guess, well, yeah, but I, I feel like my identity is is in camera with the kind of lenses that I use. I'm a big depth of field guy. Like mm-hmm. I love the subject to be the the center of attention in your image. And that's what I notice about, that's one of the things I notice about your stuff. That's yeah, one of the ways I'm, I know it's yours. And, you know, but with that is not, um, that comes, there's a lot of money <laughs> that goes into taking that image because of the equipment you have to have. Word you up. know, it's not a, it's definitely not an iPhone. It's not an iPhone or, you know, a cheaper camera, which is, I, I guess I see what you're saying. I can see where it would kind of stick out, you know, but, um, I don't know. I can't really say that it's my, you know what I mean? Like it's the, the camera does that work. I don't know if I do the work. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. But, but you see it, you frame it. You, That's true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I can take a picture of the same thing and it wouldn't look nearly like what you did. <laughs> <laughs> like the shit would be all out of focus and everything. You'd be like, what is that? Is that your thumb? <laughs> it's my thumb. But I say that because I think this is one area where new creatives kind of struggle is they know what they like and they know what they gravitate to. They know what catches their eye and they try to create something that, that they like. Like when you take pictures, you know, I color it that way because I like it like that. Right. Um, right. And so I think that's kind of what they struggle with is that they create something that they like and that's their own without looking like all the other stuff that they like. Yeah. So it's, it's a catch 22. How do you differentiate without imitate? Man, I you know I struggled with this a couple of years ago. It's you you have to be your own person and not really focus on what other people think about your stuff. You have to grow at your own pace, at your own time, in your own way. I don't think I don't think your you know negative or positive feedback should direct the way you're going. I feel like you should go the way that you feel like you want to go with your images. I mean, truthfully, that's you got to be stubborn. You have to be able to take, you know, constructive criticism all the way. No, you don't. Just tell them to go find sand. <laughs> if you don't like it, go follow something else. <laughs> but talk about how you see a shot that you want. I mean, you look at something and go, oh, wait, don't move. Dude, I know you do this because Brian does this all the time. Wait, don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <sighs> Man, I do. I'm a, I'm a big fan of lines, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You'll see, like um, – like the image that I posted not too long ago, it's a dog sitting on a dog stand. Yep, I love that. Black Lab? Yep. I love and it. if you'll notice, between the lab is two trees. It's very, very vertical. Very, very vertical. And and I'm such a stickler for like straight images. I have to have my images completely straight, you know, along the line of, which is odd, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I, I'm a, I like to follow lines. If that if that makes any sense whatsoever, I guess you just have to see it. In line. It does. I'm looking for the uh, I'm looking for the picture you're talking about because I just saw. Here it is. Hang on. I don't know if you can see or not. But yeah, it's man. That one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, if you'll see, there's there's like a line behind the dog. Yeah. 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 I just um, I think depth of field is how I recognize yeah. a lot of your work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, a big, big fan, fan of depth of field. Yeah. Um. Do, do you naturally, I guess, 
like that shot we were just looking at, you can see that that was like maybe like a really long slew behind that dog. Yeah. And so you probably see depth of field like before you put the – like this would be perfect for – you know what I'm saying? I do. I look for depth of field shots. So, um, man, 99% of my images are like on the fly. Very rarely do I say, you know, hey, throw the dog up there and let me grab that or, you know, of course, I let them hold a bird and take a picture. But, you know, I try to get them as they're coming back or, or whatever the case may be. I don't like staged images at all. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I can't stand them. Negative, negative. Um, what's really cool, though, is when you work with someone like Tangle Free, for example. Yeah. Um, and their eye and taste – and what they want to see in their content matches up so well to how you already think and work and shoot and capture, right? Yep. I mean, you just don't even have to think about it. Yeah, man. Tank, honestly, if it wasn't for Tangle Free, I don't think I would be probably still doing this right now, honestly, because they've they've really helped, like, let us be creative, you know? They're such good guys. They are. They really are. I mean, you know, about, I guess, two and a half years ago, Tom, you remember Thomas? Mm-hmm. Massey. Yeah, he kind of sought me out, you know, and reached out to me, and yeah, he did. Kind of made the relationship, you know, yeah. and dude, me and Thomas, I work He's got with Thomas. Good taste, man. Yeah, I man, I work with him now. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he's with Beretta now. You know, I think I did know that. Yeah, so we do stuff for him now with Beretta, which is because I, you know, I love Thomas, you know, so mm-hmm. I owe I owe a big part of this to Thomas. Oh no, we do too. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. He's a he's like a matchmaker or something. It's weird. He's like Chuck Willery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Be back in two minutes and yeah. two seconds. <laughs> um I tell you what um I, what we found is what what companies are really really good companies are after is authenticity or what is referred to as, you know, lifestyle mm-hmm. images. And what I mean by that is the image shows their product being used and consumed um, as it was truly created to be used and consumed. They're, That's right. They're, they are, you just touched on it, they're staged pictures and then, um, and then there's authentic content. Right. All right. So, what are your feelings on the two? I, th- I Man, think I know the answer I'm going to get, but I, I th- if I see a photo with a logo in it, specifically the company that you tagged, next. <laughs> yeah, I don't need. You know, I pay it no mind. Right. You know, our, our job is to show viewers how the product is intended to be used in a tasteful manner mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean we have to hold the you know the item in our hand and like you know wave our hand around and be like "Ooh, buy this product you know it's just it's got to be tasteful and i cannot stand when guys focus on getting the the logo or the the actual product i mean it's not it just don't get me started it's just <laughs> no please let's get it started We'll start some shit, man. You can, <laughs> you can take an image without, you know, having the logo in it, I guess is really what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, and having the logo in it is not a bad thing. No, it's not horrible. It just happens to be the way that it landed. I mean, yes, it, that's it's fine. It's natural. 
that's fine. But like, you know, but not like a don't Dr. move the grass out of the way. Yes. and see the Yeti logo. Yes, yes. yes. Come on, man. You know it's a freaking Yeti cool. Yeah, it's, it are. upsets me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I lose sleep sometimes over it. Do you really? I have, yeah. Man, stuff bothers me that shouldn't bother me, but it it really does. What's up with that? I don't know. It's just, uh, and when people comment on my page and say something I don't like, like, oh man, I, I have to like go for a walk. You know, it's yeah, it's bad. I had one because we work with uh, with Edge and Tahatsu. Yeah, and I had one. Um, Brian and I froze our ass off to get, you know, just, we did an aerial. Um, he was chasing the boat with the drone. Mm-hmm. And God forbid I didn't have my kill switch on my wrist. And, right. you know, 15 this. people had to point that. I'm like, D-. Yes. That is, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So you, you, you know, one 999th of what went into getting this image. That's right. How many times I had to run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth while we tried to get just the perfect angle with the drone and everything else. And you mean to tell me you're going to notice that the effing kill switch wasn't attached to my That's wrist? That's exactly what they're going to notice. That's all they're going to notice. You did you did all that work for them to notice that. How does that make you feel? I'll, I'll block them. <laughs> I, don't, I straight up see you. Don't need you. I get so upset. That's what I do. <laughs> Um, but you know the number of companies out there that truly value creative, authentic content are really few and far between. That is that is true. Um, yeah, where there's a company that um, I think you guys may work with too, but their new rule this year is they want us to screenshot um, our post and send it to our pro staff manager to validate our post to make sure that we've done the work. Mm-hmm. Mm. Needless to say, we will no longer be with that company very soon. Hmm. <laughs> it's just, man, you know, we work there's hard. There's all been, dude, look, there, there's, we worked with companies that said, you know, if you're going to take a picture, if you're going to send us images of this, we don't want Sitka in it and, you can't do that. You, I mean, this this not next. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people understand that. You know, a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, we don't get paid for. Um, as far as like money wise, it, it, I don't. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we have you know these fancy you need to. Tra- fancy tra- <laughs> fancy trailers, and we travel. None Dude, of that. You got a pimped. Out trailer, not <laughs> fancy. Ain't nothing fancy about it. That man, none of that's that free. You know, the, I know it's not. And and I don't know. You you catch a lot of flack for trying to help a company from you know your followers, and then you catch flack from the company because you didn't get them what they really wanted, or you had somebody else in there, and it's just mm-hmm. at what point are you like, all right, I'm done. I'm just gonna have fun. You know. Yeah. Well. Uh, we feel like sometimes we really need to help people understand how authenticity is is far more effective in building and driving their brand than just posting staged frame pictures where their logo is perfect with a dead duck in the frame. And, That's right. Uh, I mean, you, you've seen the same thing. Yeah. 
and, I, and it's just there, there's there's it's 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 like talking to a light pole sometimes. Oh man, they don't understand. When I see a dead, I, you know, hey, we we I like I love dead animals just like anybody else, but it is it's the only me, way to eat them. It, to me, it's I, and I post them, you know, but it's just you got to do it in a tasteful way, you know. You you got to remember, and I know this sounds really weird, but you just took that animal's life. You wouldn't That's put right. your grandmother up on a post. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. you got to be you got to be respectful. I think. Yeah, I, I mean that that that's a whole nother. That's a, yeah, we. Yeah, we I, I, I'm actually gonna <laughs> I'm actually gonna get into that, but um, but like what we're talking about that that's really where the value is in mm-hmm. working with content creators. And the guys who um, the guys who want to trade stuff for pictures, pictures, not content, but pictures, have such a struggle grabbing that part of it. Part part of it is that they don't know what actually goes into creating that visual brand. Yeah, um, they don't understand that producing that type of content is, like you said, super super expensive. And we just we can't pay production cost with free jackets and duck calls. I no. mean that that doesn't fit into the machine at the gas station when you go to pay for gas. It doesn't take jackets and credit cards. No man, and, it's and, very and, uh, difficult. Duck calls. Very difficult. I mean, like you know, we we're I'm somewhat of a weekend warrior um, a lot of the times during duck mm-hmm. season because I, I mean I do have a full time job. Yeah, and um, you know we we'll leave here on a Friday night and drive to Arkansas and hunt. You know. Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and then come home. Mm-hmm. There's many times where we spent, you know, close to a thousand dollars in fuel running out there and running back. I mean, that's out of our pocket the whole time while we're out there creating content for companies. I mean, that's our, yeah. you know, that's essentially why we do it. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we've, that we have done to help drive that point home is to change the conversation when it comes to uh, how much is this going to cost? Yeah. Um, it, it really is just a conversation about how much do you have budgeted? Yeah. Right. I mean, if the, if the answer is zero, then you know how much they value creative branding and, and right. it's, and it's not much. I mean, those are usually the guys that'll say, well, I can take pictures on my iPhone for free. Yeah, you, you, you can. Um, it'll look like shit and it'll reflect what you actually feel about that product <laughs> or your brand. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it's funny, but those are the same guys that will, try to differentiate their product from their competitors mm-hmm. talking about how many it's yeah well it's more expensive you know this motor is more expensive than that motor well let me tell you why but okay but we can't have the same conversation about the content that i'm creating that, for that's you, right? right yeah yeah um so what you know you you can certainly go get your pictures on your iphone but to the guys that say you know I, i've got 500 dollars, or i have 700 dollars that i can devote to branding this year well now we can have a conversation around what we can provide to the customer for that 700 dollars. yeah that's 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 fine and 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 we probably like you we way over deliver trust me oh you well you have to you've got so many other people that are not really undercutting you because you're delivering a much higher quality product but um you know, it's just like anything else. You go to buy a car here and somebody will cut it. You know, you mm-hmm. just have to be very careful um, to know who is really to know who is trying to undercut you. I feel like mm-hmm. you kind of want to head that off too, but um, I think you definitely want to over deliver when it comes to stuff like that. So you don't have the, 
you know, you, you don't have the, the, I'm trying to think the best way to say it without being rude, I guess, but just saying, um, I don't know, man, you, you just gotta be, you just gotta pay attention really. Cause there is so many talent out there that will do this stuff for free for a jacket, for a duck call, you know, and it's makes it difficult on people like us that, you know, are, yeah. are that have a talent and have a history and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Now, how how much outbound sales and marketing do you do versus companies that just reach out to you to work with you? None, none, none. They just I, come to you. I have made I made a you know I've got a couple of guys that help me and they're like oh well, you know we should go after these guys or we should go after these guys and I'm like no because I see what comes in my inbox thinking that that you know that hipster woodsman is a brand and you know. Hey, I want to, you know, help you create content or, you know, I want to work for you or whatever. And I don't want to be that guy in the inbox. You know, if I could talk to him in a, over an email or a phone call, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think slot, this is just me. I don't think sliding in a DM is, is very, uh, personable, I guess. No, you're, you're right. And you know, what's funny is. Uh, most of the relationships that we have uh, created started from either a DM from them or us on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, know, like, well, for example, Thomas. I mean, he Mm -hmm. slid in my DMs. Um, Yeah, that's how how he hit us up. Garmin slid in my DMs. I mean, it's just. Oh, I'd love to work with them, dude. You know, I don't work with them anymore. What? Yeah. Really? they, uh, They have a hard time holding down a social media person. I don't want to work with them. <laughs> They're a great company if they can. Yeah. Apparently, that job is stressful or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, are they churning marketing guys? Man, I've I've had three in in uh, two years. What? Yeah, yeah. Very poor wow. communication. I hate that too because it's. <laughs> oh, dude! Because I mean, you have to. That's what I was going to ask you. Is, um. At least when we when we are under contract with companies like Tangle Free or Sitka or, yeah. or Tahatsu or 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 um, or Edge or Retail or whatever, um, we we have to renew those every year. Yeah, like we a have lot of people don't part- understand that. No. Yeah. No. 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 That's no. funny you said that because I had um, so I'm having a new boat built right now, and I needed some uh, Garmin parts for my existing unit. Mm-hmm. And I sent the guy an email, and it was like two weeks went by, and never responded. So then I sent my previous marketing person an email because she still worked within the company. Mm-hmm. She didn't respond, oh, and boy. about a week later, he responded and said, "You know, hey, sorry, your contract's up. We're no longer going to renew with you, and all this." And I'm like, uh, "Okay, I mean, I haven't heard from you in six months, but okay." Yeah, I mean, and we've been delivering content the whole time, and oh, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, there's another one that's like that that I won't work with anymore because of that, that <laughs> very same. Because uh, you know, for passion or pursuit, I am the one that manages. Um, not manages. I, 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 well, yeah. I mean, I manage the relationships yeah. on the on the sponsor side, um, and it's it's mainly because any anything that takes Brian out from behind a computer I mean I hate to say this when he's not here but I would say it anyway anything that takes him out from behind a computer um, jeopardizes our relationships right it, it I mean if he's not creating content and working on over delivering 
um, it jeopardizes our relationships. And it's it's so good when you can work with a company like you you know you you know that um, year in and year out, especially for for us, because the brand that we're marketing is Passion of Pursuit, right? And so it's very difficult if we're with. Um, Sitka one year, then Realtree another year, mm-hmm. then Mossy Oak another year, because a lot of things that, that I post are like three years old. I yeah, just true. go back and dig through Dropbox and find some stuff that I haven't used. And it's hard because you're like, oh, well, I can't use that one because we're wearing this, and I can't use that because I'm holding this in my hand, and I can't use that one because, you know, I've got this hat on my head or something else. So when you can get three good years of solid content with yeah. the same guys year in. Oh man, it makes it so it much. It does easier. make it. And we've been, man, we have been very fortunate. We've been with tangle free and you know, a lot of our stuff like, um, like Sitka spins off from tangle free. We're not like directly involved with Sitka. I w- would love to, but, uh, I guess they're hard to penetrate, but, um, seven thirty seven. that's our duck call people. And mm-hmm. man, we have built such a good relationship I mean, we're free, you know, we, we, we hang out, you know, a couple of times a year out there with that. That's them. another one I'd like to work with, man. Cause oh, we, man. we don't work with any, any call manufacturers. Um, and, and that's kind of like with 737, which is kind of, it's, it's a, it's a different concept with them. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're, I guess, sponsored or, or whatever the term is nowadays, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they send us a couple of, actually they don't send us a couple of duck calls. If I call and say, Hey man, you know, I need a duck call, dude, it's in the mail before you get off the phone, mm-hmm. but they invite you out to their, um, to their uh, club, you know, a couple of times a year, which is jam it's, up. It's, it's, it's unreal, man. I mean, it's 1500 acres of, you know, flooded fields and flooded timber and you get to ride around on an airboat. And to me, you know, oh, that, I saw those too. I mean, it's I what, know you know, that, was... that that's one that's worth it. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're such great guys. I mean, I talked to the, I talked to those guys year round. I mean, it's, they're cool people. Yeah. I, I have to, I have to maintain those relationships year round because it's not, you can't just talk to them right before duck season and then maybe once during hunting season yeah. and then, oh, it's over and now we got to talk. It just, it doesn't. I'm way more in, in Brian too. We're we're way more intentional about intentional about our relationships than that. So I, and, you guys are with Tahatsu now. Mm-hmm. That's got to be awesome, dude. That's let me tell you, awesome. I run their new uh, their fifty tiller handle. Dude, my new boat's having that. I'm having that on it. I'm excited. Oh, what does it? That, wait, what are you putting on it? I'm putting a fifty Tahatsu. Oh, dude, let me tell you what the torque. Yes. It'll throw you out of the boat. Uh, yeah, it will. <laughs> if you're not careful, like it straight up will throw it you out of the boat. legit will throw you out of the boat, yes. trust me. Yeah, from the guy who doesn't have his kill switch on. Um, <laughs> um, that So that motor weighs, I think, uh, so you're working with Kurt, I guess. Um, no, I'm, I, I bought and paid for this bad boy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I would have had one to say with you. Um, the uh, – so it weighs, I think, 204 pounds. Yeah. It's super light. And so when I run the Marsh in mine, um, now I've got a I've got a four-inch jack plate mm-hmm. on it that I can kind of control it a little more. Um, but when I run, I had I, – I looked at my 
GPS. Um, and so on my low ranch chart plotter, my route was 42 miles yeah. that I ran in Biloxi Marsh. And when I got back to the launch, I still had gas in a six gallon can. Okay. So that's, that's, that's good to know. We're thinking about taking our new boat from Miami to Bimini, which is mm-hmm. 53 miles mm-hmm. on a 12 gallon tank. Should be no problem. Mm-mm. That's cool. no. And, uh, the only thing, how big is the boat? What size boat is on? It's a sixteen six. It's a flats okay. boat. Okay, so here's the thing. Pay attention. What prop are you going to put on it? Uh, that's what I was about to ask you next. Okay, so here's the thing. I have a fourteen pitch on mine, mm-hmm. um, and it's nine and a quarter, I think, diameter. Whatever their nine inch or nine and a quarter yeah. diameter is. Um, I got. I have that fourteen on it because we usually have so much weight with camera gear and and everything else. I suffer on top end speed. Top end speed with a fourteen pitch prop is like thirty eight. Oh, that's but not with a, bad. But with with a fifteen, you'll get like legit forty five out of it. Really? Oh yeah. That's Put not a fifteen bad, on it. If so, that's what you want, is is like Ricky Bobby go fast? You want to put a fifteen pitch on it? We uh, a good friend of mine bought a uh, brand new um, ambush boat, mm-hmm. and it has a uh, the fifty on it. And I took it out. I guess it was Sunday. It's never been in the water. We've had it for six months. It's never been in the water. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a sin. Yeah, we took it out, or I took it out. Man, that so much torque out of that motor, man. Like it's hard to hold on to. At, yeah, at they, like, there's a little full twist. Yeah, there's a little lever um, underneath it that slides like left to right. Mm-hmm. That uh, if you set it about halfway, it's a lot easier to, to control. It's, okay, it's so it's not as free, you know, yeah. to jerk you around. But yeah. I'm telling you, man, with that with that jack plate, because I can I can trim the motor all the way down and then jack it up, and I can get up in probably six inches of water. That's awesome. And the good thing is, the I don't know if you know, but the impeller is a stainless steel propeller. It's not plastic. The impeller for the water pump. Really? Yeah, it's a stainless steel um, impeller. And when we run hours in the marsh, dude, I, I don't care. I, I mean, I will run it anywhere. I mean, I will flat out run it like I stole it. I don't <laughs> care. You Come down here and bring your fly rod, and I'll chase redfish, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but it's uh, like it'll it'll – pick up mud and shells and crap like that and just chew them up and spit them out the, the, the pee hole on the side. Does it have a fresh water? Yeah, it does. Um, the wash down where you hook the hose. Is that yeah. on the side? Yeah. Top side. Yeah. yeah. I always wondered. That's awesome. It's awesome, dude. That is awesome. <laughs> I, just, I love that. I love that motor. I mean, there's, there's just no overheating uh, for guys that troll. You can set the troll speed, you know, up or down <sighs> to however you. Man, I'm, I'm- – you got me pumped now, dude. I'm telling you, man, that motor ain't no joke, and they, it it's it's legit fast for a four stroke. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's just. I, dude, it just, I, I had a sixty Yamaha. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it'll blow its doors off. Put a fifteen. Put a fifteen uh, pitch prop on it, though. I'll try that out. Don't don't put it. Start start with a fifteen. Um, but uh, like when I got it, we put a thirteen, and it just wouldn't get out of its way. I mean, it would tow yeah. the load, though, dude. Yeah. I mean, you put a truck in that thing, it'll go. <laughs> but you ain't gonna get there fast. I mean, I think it was like probably thirty-five when I had a thirteen. I put a fourteen on it, and you know, and now we're getting like thirty, thirty-seven, something like that. Thirty-eight. That's not bad, man. Um, 
knowing like doing that in the timber is even scarier. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. But dude, the one thing I like about your boat is that decking. Yeah, man. That thing looks so freaking awesome, yeah. dude. I just yeah. I just look at your boats. Is that that's not weird, isn't it? No, like, so, I just sit there and troll your boat on Instagram. <laughs> so Ty, actually he just called me a second ago. Tyler, um uh, he, he's one of our he's one of my best friends. Um he owns Timber Creek boats. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, man, he hooked us up good on that boat, and I made him. He he fought me and fought me about that decking. Why? Because it wasn't camo. Because it wasn't camo. People have a have a straight line view of things. Yeah. And uh, I told him I was like, "You're putting you're putting that in my boat." No, I'm not. I said, "Hide and watch." Dude, if anybody that's listening has not gone to Hipster Woodsman to the Instagram page and seen pictures of his boat, do it. Your wife's going to think you're looking at naked ladies on the phone, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh. You know, um, we were talking about, uh, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, um, <laughs> images and stuff. I'm guessing that you don't like to be called a pro staffer. Oh, my gosh, no. Correct no. answer. Me and uh of course, you know Matt in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. we call uh, those window lickers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that came from Matt, not me. Oh, I know where it came from, dude. I know, man. I I never laugh more than when I'm with him and he tells state trooper stories. Oh man, look. I, I've got a friend. I've got a friend that goes with me, and and he, God love him, but he talks ninety to nothing. Like, yeah. So we meet this this year. We meet Matt first thing in the morning, and uh, so Dakota rolls down his window and he starts to talk. And Matt, ha- we haven't seen Matt yet. We've seen him first time this morning, and he goes, "Shut, shut your mouth, shut your mouth." And I was like, "He got that from Step Brothers. He does that to me all the time." I, dude, <laughs> I've never laughed so hard at four o'clock in the morning. As I did that morning, <laughs> it was just so out of the blue, dude. You ought to get in a truck with him and drive to Canada. Oh my! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> I'm talking about God. Please, my my jaws, my cheeks are from laughing so hard. Just the funny dude. The funniest thing when you see him again. Um. So we're going through the border, right? And Border Patrol is doing their job. I mean, they're checking stories. And the dude, when the dude gets his yellow legal pad out and starts, you can see Matt fuming. I mean, just he was really, really pissed at this guy. Uh, It's just when you see him again, ask him about his attitude check at the border going into Canada. And that's funny because he always tells me to have a great attitude and wear Sitka. (laughs) That's always He's like, you need to bring a good attitude and waterproof Sitka. I'm like, what? That's great. Oh god, dude, it was a funny, and and we just won't, we won't let it go now. We just, we can't, we can't let it go because it just aided him that this guy was not believing what we were saying. And I mean, he's a big Smokey and the Bear guy, so I was waiting for Jackie Gleason to come out in him. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, he's real state trooper, like no joke. Oh, when he hold up on that car wash, boys. 
Oh, he's such a clown, man. Oh, it's funny. That that dude there is he is he's ADD about two things. Jesus and speckle belly geese. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very I much mean, so. Yes. Yes. Now you let me so let me ask you this. One of the things I wanted to ask you is how do you work how, and maybe this hasn't been an issue for you. It's it's kind of an issue. Well, not we don't let it be an issue, but how do you work with two very similar companies? Like if 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 um, you worked with Tahatsu and another mud motor company, for example, which you do. Um, how, how do you how do you square that with sh- them sharing equal time on your page and stuff like that? Or look man, at you, man, that's painful. Look, yeah, at that. yeah, that's a dude. You just got two inches shorter. It's a struggle, man. You, uh, I, I don't know. You have to pick and choose. You have to be smart about it. You have to really pay attention to what. I mean, I almost almost feel like you can't work with both of them. You can. You just have to. Well, let me put it this way: you can't work with both of them without there being um, hurt feelings, or that's true. That is true. Without some type of drama. That's very true. But I mean, you know, like in, in the beginning of the relationship. Well, that's different because we're friends. Um, I was, you know, like with I'm Ty- just saying, like if you ran, if you ran, if we ran Edge, which we do, and Timber Creek, yeah. So how how do I, you know, I gotta gotta make sure that I don't post too much of this one and not enough of the other one because then they feel like we're not pushing them enough. Or yeah, and they're and and in all reality, they're two totally different animals. Mm-hmm. But they're both duck boats, if that makes sense. You know, they're. You know, one is, you know, meant for this purpose and one is meant for this purpose. I think if you sell it on those two things, um, maybe you can find a happy medium, but yeah. it's still going to be difficult. I mean, there's there's no way that I would work with another gear company other than Tangle Free, though. No. It just it ain't, it's not going to happen. It's not. not well, I you mean, can't. I mean, yeah. No. Not with how we promote them and just the visibility that they have and everything yeah. that we do. and. I just those guys, man. Just like Corey and Doug and and, and Kirk, especially. Like I love talking to Kirk because he's so yeah. California. He's like uh, gnarly dude. Like he's oh, like, he's like very far out, dude. <laughs> far out, right on, man. Yeah. For sure, bro. For sure. Yeah, I like Kirk, man. I was happy when he came back. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I like Kirk. Dude's awesome. Um, so you didn't. Uh, I, well, let me ask you this. Um, growing up in Georgia, right, North Georgia, okay, if I were to think of the duck meccas of the world, North Georgia is not a place that would that would probably make the top of the list. Not at all. So what was your um, – what, what was your, you know, your – early hunting kind of, uh, you know, what did you, what did, what did you, or did you, I mean, I started hunting like 2010, 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so, (laughs) so So you didn't grow up really hunting hardly anything. Uh, I used to go deer hunting with a bunch of my friends, but it was more of a, just a, you know, see how many deer we could kill. Yeah. Kind of thing. 
But <clears throat> no, man. So, you know, my father didn't hunt. My grandparent, you know, my either one of my grandfathers, they, they didn't hunt. So yeah. um, either. I I had worked at a hardware store and mm-hmm. the, the company trip every year was duck hunting. They went to Arkansas and I always thought it was kind of cool, but, you know, I, I never was invited, of course. But look at me now. That's what I want to tell them. That's right. <laughs> See what you get. <laughs> but uh, bitches, you don't invite me. Yeah, take pictures. Yeah. Um, but anyways, man. So we, um, you know, I, I of course I quit working there, and I had a friend in, invite me out. He's like, man, just just come with me one time. I promise you'll like it. And I was like, all right, all right. So I I, done, I laid it and I laid in the layout blind. Boy, was he right? And he laid right beside me in camouflage clothing, and a mallard came in. First pop out of the blind, shot my first mallard, and then of course it was it's been downhill ever since. That's like crystal meth. It is. Uh, like I think I had a boat like the next day. I mean I was ready. <laughs> it's like it's like a bad addiction, dude. Yes. Yeah. Really bad. Um, when everything just falls into place, I mean the anticipation, the weather, the setting, the adventure getting to your spot, oh, the guys around you, yeah. right? And that's just before shooting time. That's it, man. That's what I live for. I, I mean, if we don't see a duck, I'm disappointed, but I'm not mad about it. No, oh, man, yeah. you can't, you can't be. Yeah. What? Uh, so that that one hunt. I, I mean, for us, it's um, you know, being a a waterfowl ministry, it's very much a kind of a spiritual reconnection of yeah. mind, body, and soul. That's right. Um, what is it for you though? Man, I, I don't, I don't know. I kind of. I kind of feel what you're saying. I mean, I you know, I guess the first thing I always talk about duck hunting is that sunrise. You know, that's you can't see that just mm-hmm. in the old place. You know, especially me, if you're not awake. Yeah, man. I just I don't know. It's I, I'm I it, it draws me in, and I don't know exactly what it is, but it's it's something. Yeah, about but you know that. what? You can see a sunrise when you're sitting in a deer stand. I mean, you yeah, can see yeah. It, it's different though. Yeah, I think, I think, in any kind of bird hunting to me is is kind of like a gentleman's endeavor, dude. Right? That I've been preaching that for years. I mean, you go out in the morning, you shoot your brace of mallards, hope a host a group of uh, distinguished guests with light or light hors d'oeuvres and a nice fifteen-year-old scotch or bourbon by the yeah. fireplace, right? That, I, mean, I mean, it's it to me, it is the gentleman sport. Like you, you, which it used to be. I think we can both agree it's not like that. Mm-hmm. No, there were certain things in the last ten years that have turned yeah. into something very different. And and I think I got into it. it Right at the time the decline started to, well, I take that back. I don't think the decline started happening until about five years ago, in my opinion. That's when I've seen it. But um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like that, that you're right. That is the gentleman sport where other, you know, and big to me, big game, not big game mm-hmm. whitetail, but big game like elk, stuff like that's kind of a gentleman sport too. Yeah, man. The the last the podcast I just did with James Lancaster, he's a he's a CrossFit. He competes in CrossFit and the dude is just a beast. I mean, an all out savage. I mean, when you look at him, it's like three hundred standing in front of you. Yeah. Right? And um he's one of those guys that goes up and down the mountain, up and down the mountain, up and down the mountain, chasing bugling elk. Yeah. And it's he's just like I just it's not a question of if. 
I'm going to do. It's just I have to do it. Right. I have to. I, or I feel like I will die. If I don't do it, I feel like I will die. Man, that's awesome. And I, I'm I, like, I mean, yeah, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. But. Mm-mm. No, I am. Um, this year, I, I got I, I got to be really, really, I was really heavy like last year. And uh, this this year, Brian had been working out and been working on me and everything else. And I finally got in the gym and I've lost, I don't know, I'm like 50 pounds. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just got to, you know, when you, but I'm 50 also. I mean, I'm old. So Golly. I know I don't look it, but. Half all. Other than the other than the gray beard, I look like Gandalf without the pointy hat. <laughs> um, do your goals uh, include having? A, I mean, you you would love to do this full time because you have a. I just put my my notes down, but you have a very interesting um, day job. Yeah, I yeah. mean you. And I knew it when you told me where you were from. I knew it was the carpet capital of the world. Did that surprise you? <laughs> no, I mean I think a lot of people know it, but it still does surprise me to hear it. Oh man, I was hoping I'd surprise you. Yeah, man, my day job is is uh, zero fun compared to this. Um, I essentially take pictures of, of of rugs all day long. Well, I mean, anything that gets you taking pictures, right? Yeah, I mean, it keeps me fresh. I can't, I can't ever like get behind, you know. Does that? Do you think that helps you any? Like in the in the outdoor? Um, I mean, I, I guess it would to a point as far as like knowing your equipment, being really intimate with your equipment, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I, I can, I can change, um, I can change settings on a fly, and you know. And I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I have a couple of guys that kind of work with me, um, creating content too. And you know, they're I'm trying to help them learn. And I think what I've really noticed, you know, doing both things is that you know they can hand me their camera and I can, you know, set this, 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 and they can take a beautiful picture in a matter of seconds. You know, and I think so it's good. just because I'm so used to my equipment that I just mm-hmm. know, you know. Yeah. So, what other guys work with you? Um, so, uh, I have uh, a, a good friend of mine, Dakota. You know, he shoots a lot of content, and mm-hmm. my friend Cody. Mm-hmm. And then we have Adam, but Adam is uh, he's cell phone cowboy. He he will not buy himself a nice camera. He wants to use his cell phone, so we let him use his cell phone, and he's pretty good with his cell phone. But I, yeah, but you're using your cell phone. Yeah, that's I, the only drawback. To well, that. you can be as good as you want on your cell phone, but you're still using. A I, cell phone. That's what I tell him. I'm like, you know, <laughs> he, uh, he's. He, I really wish he would get a camera. He would probably surprise all of us. Honestly, yeah. kind of scary. But you would like to do this full time, right? I, mean, I would, man. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I would. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of travel. Yeah. How uh, close are you to that, though? You think? I mean. You're not married, are you? No, not married. Oh, well, you're a lot closer than you think you are, dude. Not married, um, but I used to say I won't be soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how close I am. I, I don't know if I'm – I feel like I'm a long ways away. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm very close, but um, I don't know. And, and, and truthfully, I feel like that I've kind of gotten a little comfortable than I mm. should have. Mm. And I, I really want to, really want to change it up, especially this mm-hmm. summer. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's tough to start having those conversations about let's talk about your budget because I can't do this for free anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's especially when there's so many other people that will. Yeah. But it's one of those things where if 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 you don't have these, you know, you know, I'm gonna send you an invoice for twenty grand. Okay, well, you ain't gonna get a check for twenty grand. Right. I mean. Right. Um, but it's one of those things where you, if you can have the conversation of look, let, let's just talk about whatever you have left over in your budget. Like I said, even if it's five hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can do a lot for you for five hundred bucks. I've been doing a lot for you for nothing. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can I can do a lot for you for that, and and they they they've got the budgets. I mean, you yeah, know, they're they not do. swole up with budgets, but they've got something that they can you know you can have that conversation with them. They do, and, and I think I'm just so timid on having that conversation. Which having this conversation is really, yeah, honestly going to help me because I'm definitely going to. <laughs> well, it's one thing like I do sales for a living. That, yeah. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah. That, that's all. Uh, that's all I know how to. So it's a natural thing for me, um, and it, it's not a natural thing for a lot of people. That's right. You're one hundred percent right. Yeah. It's it's difficult. Do you see yourself migrating to video? Is that something you want to do? So I think, man, I, I much rather do video. Um, a lot of I think I have a lot of followers because of my videos. Um, they're just kind of short and sweet, though. Like, I've never done, you know, something like you guys do. Right. Which I would love to, but it... What, make a mess of stuff? Well, I mean, you know, my... Because we do a lot of that. I feel like you guys are on the same page mm-hmm. as far as creating. But, like, my guys, they're they're after the hunt, you know, which is fine. But it takes... Yeah. You have to have a good balance of both to create good content you know one of the things that and i'll be completely honest with you one of the things that we struggled with a lot because brian and i i don't film anything i don't touch a camera right like i am because you know he's he films with a red yeah yeah and so we're in the he's like hey bro hold this i'm like (laughs) (laughs) not me i ain't even i don't even want to look at that thing I've gotten better with it. Like he'll, he'll, I'll be holding it, and he'll take his hand out to try and grab it from me, and I can't. Like my knuckles will be white because I'm so scared of dropping this thing, right? But the thing, so we've been doing it for a while. The the thing that um, is difficult for, because you know we have field pass. Like Matt is one of mm-hmm. them. Neil is another one in North Carolina. Um, Lee Green's in Baton Rouge, and the thing that we really have to tell these guys to get used to is look, the, we are, the hunt is second. That's right. It, 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 if, if you're, if you're jumping in the truck because you want to look, I want to shoot a lot of stuff too, but we have some obligations that we have to fulfill first or there, there'll be no more. That's right. Um, and it's hard, man, to, to get guys that say, Nope, we're going to let them land because we need foot. We need, images we need content of birds with their feet out hitting the water see man i'm it's very difficult very difficult yeah you ain't telling noah about a flood i can tell you that much uh, it's it's almost impossible with my guys i mean but they're good hunters you know i can't i'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not mad at them for it but no. you know no, it, but i mean you know filling your limits before you got good filming light doesn't really help you yeah yeah i, I always, had a couple of i'm like you know 
do you like that gun you shoot? Do you like those waders you wear? I mean, because if you don't start participating, you're not going to have any of that, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and I hate to be that way with them, but no, no good. I can't complain, really, but I just wish we could all get on board when it comes to filming because I think, I think we could film something great, you know, a short story or a... Yeah, it's a conversation you're going to have to have because yeah. we did. Yeah. Like, we had to... I remember when and where it happened. I mean, we just had to sit down and say, look... This this is not about us going to fill limits. This is about us going to capture content. Yeah. And sometimes that means that we have a day where we do nothing but B-roll stuff. Right. And they could be flying, dropping from the heavens. And that's it. That's all you we're, not, we're not shooting this day because we need images. We need content of birds working. We need content of birds just angel winging back with their yeah. feet down. Yeah, yeah hitting the water that's what we need and we don't get it if you guys yeah and it's still there was a year there where we were just like this this ain't working it's just just no one's on the same page it ain't working like i didn't want to see brian he didn't want to see me nobody wanted to talk to anybody and it was just because we all we were all going in different directions yeah and we finally just had to say look this is this is why we're doing this. I'm not saying it's it's Joey's way or it's Brian's way, but the bottom line is companies pay us for content. Right. They don't pay us but so we can go out and whack and stack everything that we see. They yeah. pay us for good content, and we're not going to get it if our focus is on filling our limits as quickly as we can. Yeah. yeah. And that's very true. I mean, you – yeah. And I think when I said earlier, I think I feel like I'm in a lull. And I feel mm-hmm. like a, a lot of that is, is, is we're not on the same page as a, as a group, you know. No, man. Communication is a thing. You guys got to talk it out. Yeah. I you agree. just got to talk it out. That's, that's, we had to do the same thing. And, and when we did, Come together. it was, then we, we had some, we were getting some of the best content and having some of the best times. Um, and you know, it's, it's going to reach a point where, you know, some guys are going to have to decide if they want to be a part of it or not. And, you know, they would rather, yeah. and man, I get it, dude. I totally get it. Um, but, uh, you know, doing what we, what we do, especially from a ministry perspective, um, and I don't know how you're wired, but from a ministry perspective, uh, we, we really feel like. Not that we're trying to trick waterfowlers into you know reading something that has the word Jesus in it, but yeah. um, good content draws the eye and captures the attention. That's right. And if we can use good to- good content to draw the eye and capture the attention and give them some message that guys need to hear, then that's what we're that's why we're doing it. Right. And they're just not going to get that if. You know, we shoot every single thing that comes in. I mean, there's a lot of times, dude, we got birds on the water, especially in Kansas this last year. We had probably 200 mallards coming in with their feet down with 10 guys behind those tangle-free panel blinds. Yes. And we just let them rip. I mean, we just, we just, like, go ahead, man. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Let, Let it eat, man. That was so good. Now you're you're super into offshore fishing too, though, right? Yeah. So um, Dakota, his family owns a owns a place in the Keys, and they have. Oh, a, sorry about that. Yeah, man. And they have a a a, a decent offshore boat. So it. we uh, we go down a couple times a year, and uh, we do mahi and 
you know, tuna and w- mm. whatever, whatever we can get on the hook, really. Yeah, I'm a. Do you? Uh, I-, I love jigging for snapper and amberjack in the Gulf. Yeah, see, we don't do it that. We don't do that that much. Oh man, we call them reef donkeys because. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I mean, it's like you hook into a Volkswagen oh, at man, 50 I, feet. I, man, I get so upset because I get wore out fishing some of these fish, <laughs> and it's no bigger than a bass when I, I get into the top. I know. I, I get so upset. I know. I'm like, I, I really I, got something right here. I, I target a ton of redfish on the fly, though, during the summer here in Louisiana. Man, so, that you know, I'm having the flats boat built. And yeah. um, I, I love Dakota. He's a good friend of mine, and you know, and we go down there a lot. But I, I don't. I'm, I'm a. I hate when people have control of my fun. <laughs> don't get married. And uh, <laughs> at, you know, I don't think I could just call him up and be like, "Hey, man, I'm going to go use your half a million dollar boat for the weekend mm-hmm. or whatever." You know, so yeah, I'm like um, that too. I'm having a flats boat built, and I, the idea is to kind of travel, you know, between like the you know South Florida you know, and like up through Charleston, you know, just East coast kind of stuff, man. And mm-hmm. Louisiana, uh, would love to come down to Venice. And, um, I don't <laughs> know, like I, I really want to get good on the fly. I want to do a tarpon, redfish, bonefish yeah. permit, those kind of things. I, um, I started building my own fly rods. Really? Out yeah, of, out of just blanks? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I build my own spinning rods. I build my own fly rods. I tie my own flies. That's awesome. There's um, dude, I am totally nuts about spot stalking tails with a buggy whip. All right, I mean, I get, I really, I really get stupid. Uh, I mean, you see a tail come up and just kind of wave at you like that. Systems, all common sense shuts down. Man, we were so we we went down and done a um, like a little shoot for gator tail outboards, mm-hmm. and Shalmet. Um, does mm-hmm. that sound right? That's where we yeah. were. That's where we were at. Yeah, that was uh, that was in Hopedale. Yes. Yeah, and, that's uh, fish. We were kind of just cruising through on the boats, man, and uh, the guy from Gator Tales like, "Do you see that?" And I'm like, "I don't see what." And then I watched, man, and those things were just fanning out of the water. I, I was like, I just, it's like I fell in love. Like you can see hearts come out of my eyes. Like <laughs> that was, oh man, it was insane. <laughs> The gif with the arts coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. It's um, it's so much fun, man, because you you have to take everything into account. Like you can't go too fast, because then you'll get hull slap on the yeah. on the boat. They'll yeah. hear it and they'll disappear. Um, you you got to get and the good thing you got to get close enough to where you can shoot on them without doing a lot of back and forth false cast. Yep. Um, so usually for me, it's one, it's, it's one false cast and then a double haul and you just, I fish with little spoon flies because they just, they just destroy them. So when you double haul out, mm-hmm. I guess, do you, do you lay your line in a bucket or do you lay no. it on the deck? No, it's usually wrapped around my feet. Okay. That's my problem. <laughs> that's a hundred percent my problem. <laughs> yeah. You got too much line at the, the, the hard thing about learning the double haul is if you're if you're a right-handed caster your your right hand is only doing one thing at a time yep but um, your left hand is doing yep. two things at a time so you're stripping out when you're back casting and then you're stripping out again when you're Front forward cast. casting so this hand's doing one thing while this hand's doing two completely opposite thing too yeah yeah um and <laughs> 
it, it's difficult to keep the line from getting – I mean, you can you can get the casting buckets. I would definitely recommend doing it. It, it makes everything so much yeah. easier. Um, I just forget to bring mine, <laughs> quite simply. Uh, I've, I've been curious if you can use a, just a regular, like, Yeti bucket versus an actual casting yeah. bucket. Yeah, you can. What I've seen is um, I've actually seen guys that make them um, – if you can get like a, a taller, just like a Rubbermaid mm-hmm. kind of bucket thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they would do is those really uh, stiff tie wraps. Yeah. You know, like the white tie wraps. Yeah. You can, uh, you can put holes in the bottom of the bucket and, make, and tie wrap it to where those things are sticking up. Yep. And your line doesn't get tangled on itself. So if you put – you've seen those casting yeah, yeah, buckets. Yeah. You can do that if you, uh, if you use those heavy um, – I, I built one, so if you use those heavy tie wraps and make them the ends stick, stick up, up into the bucket, the line will kind of lay itself around those. That's a good idea. Cause I was. That's funny you say that because I was looking at them today. They're like two hundred bucks for the bucket, and I'm like, for a bucket with some sticks in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Uh, no, no, forget <laughs> <Not> it today. <laughs> but that's um, the redfish are getting ready to get stupid, bro. You need yeah. to come down here, dude. I hope. Uh, probably like in two weeks, the boat will be done. So we might need to plan that. I'll pull you all around. I, I am a I, look. I'm telling you, I'm a genius on a pulling platform. Okay? Oh, I dude, it takes talent. <laughs> you, yeah, it's, you it's, it's like the, the best way to describe it is if like you have a pen, like I have in my hand, mm-hmm. and you put it on the desk, and you want to move it forward, but you have to push it from the back of the pen. And so if you want to steer it, like that's how you yeah. pull the boat. So it's a lot like pushing a pin across a table, and how, how would I do that? Yeah. And then the wind is just a whole nother. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't nother. know if I'm even ready. I don't, I'll probably start fishing next year. I'm just going to pull around this year. No, bullshit. Come down here. I'll get on the – dude, I have, I've spent more time on a polling platform. I've caught a lot of fish on a polling platform, too. Really? Oh, yeah. You got me oh, pumped yeah. up now. Guys are like, well, you know, Goche will pull you around. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll fish your ass, too, on a, on a polling platform because I'll see him long before you do. Oh, yeah, man. The thing about our fish is that I used to fish the Redfish Cup years and years ago, right? And I used to hate to go to Texas and I hate to go to Florida because the water is so clear and those fish are so skittish. They can see you. Long before you see them. And a cast that, that is just not the most perfect cast, and they're gone. Our fish are so fat and lazy and stupid, <laughs> and, and they will just they will eat anything that they can see. And you can – dude, I've caught more fish right on side of the boat than I can shake a stick at. Really? Because you can get the boat right up next to them. That's why guys love coming here. That's the reason why all these guys that win the, the Redfish Cups and that, they all go to Venice. They will kill themselves to go to Venice because the fish are big. A slot redfish in Venice is not outside of the, you know, out. it's not uncommon to catch a slot fish in Venice for a tournament that weighs almost 10 pounds. Where that same yeah. 27, 28-inch fish caught anyplace else is seven maybe. Yeah. It's just they're, they're so fat right there on the river, and they just lay there and wait for something <laughs> just, to come by. Just look around. Just like Mardi Gras, <laughs> just waiting for a parade, you know. <laughs> so let's begin to wrap this up with some uh, some listener education because I can talk about catching redfish on a fly rod all night. Yeah. Um, 
Talk about your gear. Talk about camera bodies, aerial equipment, lenses or glasses, we call it, um, software, hardware. Just freestyle kick it for a minute. Yeah, man. So uh, right now um, I'm shooting on two 5D4 uh, bodies. Mm-hmm. Cannons. Um, cannons. Yep. Uh, I shoot all Sigma Prime lenses. So mm-hmm. I'm a one, 1. Uh, 1.4 kind of guy. That's where you really get that you know depth of field look. Um, I shoot 20, 30, 50, 85, and 105. 105 is my current go-to mm-hmm. because it really, you know, pops. So yeah. um, I'm as far as, you know, aerial stuff, I'm using the new Mavic Pro 2. Yep. Um, that's been a really sweet deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, new to the Arsenal, is a um, underwater housing for our 5D yeah, so so we're gonna start the half and half and yeah 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 so surface level stuff surface stuff yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna yeah be how much has that new small drone changed here because we used to Brian and I used to haul around that octocopter that DJI yeah man it, it's it's surprisingly very very well I mean it's got a lot yeah. of it's got a lot of cool features in it really mm-hmm. to be a fifteen hundred dollar drone yeah we uh. So you know the big octocopter. Oh yeah, man. About, right? Yeah. I actually launched and recovered that thing by hand from a moving boat. Is that like an S five thousand? Is that what it was or something like Dude, that? Dude, it's like if S means super big and super scary, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> They're huge, man. DJI one thousand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is one I I'm going by memory, so yeah. I think that's I think that's what yeah. it was. Um that's a, but it was just yeah. I mean, parts of my body were doing we're oh, doing that, dude. Yeah, man. Because this thing, I mean, it sounds like a it sounds like like Mad Hornets about to oh. get you. I can't imagine what that would sound like compared to one of these little ones. Yeah, because the little ones are like this dude was like a jet taking off. Oh, I bet, man. Um, for someone who maybe wants to venture into outdoor photography, what are some of the things you tell them about sourcing gear and and picking? subjects and editing their work what just what advice would you give people who are just saying man i really i want to tell some stories with pictures yeah man so uh, to me the most important thing that a person needs is a is a is a quality body um and 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 i always like to tell people keep in mind that your body is something you'll always continue to replace your lenses Mm -hmm. on the other hand will stay with you from the time you start more than likely to the time you get done, you know, your career because. So, so would you say to, to invest in glass? I would say invest in glass a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I've and, heard Brian say that before. Now I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Glasses, glass never really changes. You know, it's not like there's new technology coming out for glass. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, yeah, I mean, how do you change that? It's, it, you it don't, doesn't, you don't, right. you know, it, and the, the mistake that I made was, you know, I started off super cheap with my body. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to tell yourself, you know, either I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. If you think you're going to play in it, sure, go to Walmart, get you a nice DSLR, play with it, and then be done. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like this is where you want to go, don't skimp out. You know, get at least a mid-level, you know, body because you'll thank yourself. You'll mm-hmm. learn a lot quicker. You'll see, you know, results a lot better. It's just... And the downside of that is a lot of people don't have money to invest. Right. You know, me, 
I'll be honest with you. I went to Best Buy. I put mine on a Best Buy credit card, and you know that's where I started. It was, God, yeah, fifteen years ago. You can do it like Johnny Cash did his first Cadillac, just steal it one one piece at a time <laughs> and walk it out the door in yeah. a lunchbox. Dude. Man, you can. Um, you can. What frustrated you really early on, and how did you deal with it? So I mean, when you got when you when you got your decent equipment and there's just some things like God, I just can't figure this out, or I'm frustrated with this or that. What was it, man? I think it was like, like I just said. I think it was the whole body issue. I think yeah. I think that I had an eye for something that I couldn't capture because I was limited to my equipment. Oh, I got you. I don't. I I, I hate to tell somebody. You know, like I'm like, don't be limited by your equipment, but also right. don't put yourself in a situation where you can't have fun and afford that equipment too. Right on. Because there's a huge difference, you know. Right on. Right on. What frustrates you now? Oh, man. So much stuff. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I still feel like I kind of struggle with that now. Um, I mean, we have a smooth 30 grand in equipment and it's still sometimes it feel like if you just had more, you know, a little more, a little more quality, uh, um, you know, but that's, of course that's never ending. You can't really, I can't get a couple of reds like Brian and then tell me how you feel, man. I used to, I used to be on the red train a couple of years ago, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't justify it, man. Yeah. They're just so expensive and they're, they're, they're not cheap to run period. I mean, you know, the memory, the, it's just, it's insane. Dude, if you think it stops with the camera, you are wrong. Oh, yeah. The camera's the, <laughs> that's the easy part. That's only yeah. 10, that's 10, 12 grand easy, but yeah. Yeah. yeah man. Either industry-wise or specific photographers, what do you see people doing that really tweaks you? You you know what mine is. Like, I said it when we tell you, you know what the thing, when I see that, I just. <sighs> yeah. I, I think we touched on it earlier. I'm not a logo out guy. Um, yeah. I'm not an intentional logo out guy. I, and, and if, if it happens to be there, it happens to be there, but yeah, but you know, right. the guys that, you know, and, and I've done it for people that, you know, in some companies and I take that some companies want that. That's what they expect out of your content creation is that, but, um, I, I don't, I don't like it, man. It really, it really pisses me off when I see, see logos out, yeah. intentional logos out. What do I see that pisses me off? Tell me. The uh, mallard pinwheels. Oh my god, dude! If I see it again, I'm gonna vomit. I'm telling I don't, you. I've never shot that many ducks before, so I don't know how to even make one of those. <sighs> god, I mean, <laughs> just get original guys. That's all I'm asking, and I don't mean switching it out with pintails. Just, no, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What? Um, let's wrap it up, man. What did? What did we? Uh, what did, did we? Did you want to talk about something that we didn't talk about? Yeah, man. So one thing that I kind of I just want to throw out there. Um, mm-hmm. So my kind of initiative this year that I kind of promised myself that I want to start. You know, I get a lot of messages, and I'm sure you do too on Instagram. And you know, how do you know? You know, how do you have this nice boat? You know, what do you do for a living? You know, a lot of people are concerned with like, you know, income when they see the things that we have. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to do this kind of small movement that, you know, you don't have to have these types of things to go duck hunting. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I don't know if you know, you know I don't know if you've seen this, but last year we done a five thousand dollar duck boat build. The boat build, yeah, yeah. which yeah. goes a hundred percent against my, you know, thirty five thousand dollar duck boat. I know, I know exactly why you did it too, dude. Yeah, and I was applauding you when you did it. And so this year, I've I actually ordered the motor yesterday. So what we're going to do is we're going to do we're going to have a boat, a shotgun, tangle free decoys, bag, all that stuff, and we're going to raffle it off for fifty bucks a ticket. And then we're in return, you know, that's going to go to Ducks Unlimited. But in the process of this stuff, you know, I want to lay it out price-wise. You know, you can have all this for, you know, man, you can go get a shotgun. If you just bare minimum don't have money, 200 bucks. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get shells for, you know, 20 bucks. What You know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And um, I just want to I, I want to push hard on that this year because I think – a lot of time with creators, myself, you guys, you know, we're, we do have this fancy stuff. We are in all this fancy equipment and n- not everyone can afford to afford that. No, but you know what? Here's, here's the thing. And, uh, you know, guys, will say, oh yeah, it's easy for you to say that now. I was just as happy before I had all that shit. Dude, that is, yeah. I hate, and, to, I hate to tell guys. I, I have been on this pulpit this year to all my friends i'm like i'm telling you guys right now i'm going back to what i used to do five years ago where it was me a duck boat and flooded timber and that's it there's not going to be no trailer and your buddy from passion or pursuit i mean yeah well i gotta go see him of course yeah, don't, but don't forget that i mean you know but you you get it you see you I know what i'm it. talking about i knew exactly why you were doing it too it's just that's when i just i knew why you were doing it yeah you can do you can do everything we do on a budget you know, you don't have to have all this yep. cool stuff. But no, and I mean it, it's uh, yeah. I mean it it's it it makes it nice. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, but if if you think the gear makes the experience, it it doesn't. It it doesn't. I mean, you know, and that kind of you know those. Remember, I told you earlier those comments that ate at me when somebody mm-hmm. comments on my, and mm-hmm. those were some of the comments that I I couldn't get past where the, you know the. You know the the Cadillac duck boat, for example. Yeah, man, my duck boat is badass. Yeah, but it is. I, I don't have to have that to go have the experience I have in the woods. It, and you know what, dude? It, whoever is writing that, if you think that that is going to bring you happiness, it's not. You got some real deficiencies. It's dude. not at all. I mean, you're like you need to. There's like a Doctor Phil episode for that or something. Yeah, I just. It, it, <sighs> You know, it's so hard because you're you're really contradicting yourself by posting, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that we post, and it's you know. Well, here's so here's here's no, but here's what I here's like when I post for Tangle Free, and I, I said they sponsor this this podcast, okay. And what I say in the intro and when we wrap up is, you know, you're going to buy gear. You're going to have to buy gear. Yeah, that's true. Okay? That's true. My point is, if you're going to have to buy it. Wait and spend a little bit of extra money and buy something that you're not going to be replacing every single right, year, right. which is what Tangle Free is. You can buy cheap Walmart crap. They they sell bags. They sell you know backpacks that you can use as a blind bag. But you know what? It's going to leak. Um, there's you know it, it's the straps are going to break. Something's going to fall apart, and you're going to wind up buying another one and another one. So by the time you're on bag three, you could have just bought the better one to begin with. That's right. That's just common sense. It is. I mean, that's not about having shit given to you. That's just using your freaking head and oh, spending yeah. your money correctly. Yeah. 
That's, and so yeah. if you need to get that off of Instagram, you got bigger problems, dog. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I hate man. to tell you, but, um, yeah, I mean, look, the Sitka gear that we wear, it's expensive. But, I, you know, I honestly can say that I would buy it and wear it if they weren't sponsored by us because I don't like freezing my ass off. That's true. I say ain't nothing is, fun about freezing your nuts off. Man, there's such a huge controversy about that, and I'm sure you've seen it on multiple platforms, but I'm with you 100%. I would – I'm not – I hate cold, man. I'm surprised – I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised I even duck hunt. I hate cold so much. <laughs> but if it was not for that stuff, I would duck hunt a lot less probably. It's terrible. Like, it's – But here's – yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, you know, I, I grew up – when I started hunting, dude, I didn't have waders. Yeah. Like we, I, I went in my tennis shoes and my jeans. No shit. I'm telling you, I, I went in my tennis shoes and my jeans because the water was a lot warmer than the air around us. Yeah. And, man, I remember when I had those rubber red ball waders. Oh, dude. What are you talking about, man? I was like Fred Zink out there, man. I love it, man. And uh, but you know that was the back for me when I was you know fifteen, sixteen, more not even that thirteen, fourteen years old, cutting grass. That was a big investment yeah, for me. It's yeah. all proportional, dude. Yeah. You know now I've got a I've got a better job and I've got more I've got better means with which to afford that kind of thing. And yeah, Sitka is an investment. Oh, you yeah. know my boat is an investment. And but you know what? I, without all that. Um, I would still enjoy myself, and yeah. I would still save. And when it came time to buy something, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna skimp because I don't feel like buying that shit over and over again. Right, right. You I'm know, with that's, you, man. And that's and I just think the way it is. And I think you, I think once somebody gets into the the sport that they learn that, I just I, I, something was tugging on me about getting people into the sport. I don't want them to think they can't get into the sport Mm-mm. without having those types of luxuries i guess no but any investment you have to look at the return on investment i don't care if it's your i don't care if it's your retirement plan i don't care if it's your home i don't care if it's the decoys i mean as long as you buy tangle free i don't care what it is (laughs) um it it's do you yeah i mean we could be hunting with the same old you know flambo decoys that we have that looks like they've been you know painted 12 times and but that's the guys that just want to say i can get the same thing at walmart okay yeah and you have those too Okay, whatever, man. Go to Walmart. Whatever, dog. I have to order my stuff. I'll give you a ride there. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to wrap it up. You got anything else? No, man, I'm good. Yeah. Wow. I've had, a, I've had, a, I've had fun, you know, getting to know you, and I, like I said, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of your page. Brian's a big fan of your page. Thank and you, man. I appreciate you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, too. You guys got me beat, man. It's, it's just good to see um just to see quality in, in, in the content and man, you, you see guys that kind of have the same kind of eye for things and you're like, Oh man, that's one of us. I've always thought it's neat as outdoor uh, creators that we all get along. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of guys that I'm just like, I can't no, I mean, there's a couple of divas out there. Yeah. But for the we most can't. part, as you know, cause grown men are a lot Matt, like Matt's a, Matt's a diva. Yeah. Matt's hard to get along. Dude, when you, I'm telling you, when you see him again, get him to tell you that story. And he, so I'll, I'll tell this one. We'll end on a joke, right? So he uh, he was on patrol, and he pulled a car over, and there was like a you know cute blonde in or whatever. And he got out, and he 
You know how he adjusts his smoky hat, how he does that, and he goes, them Nakona boots was hitting the pavement, click, clack, click, clack. And he said, I could see when she saw me walking up to the car, she hiked that skirt up a little bit, and he said, uh, ma'am, my name is uh, Trooper Matt Robertson. I'm him. I'm stopped you because you were speeding. Uh, you have your license and registration. And uh, she was all flirty and everything else. And uh, so she gave it to him, and he, she said, you're not going to write me a ticket, huh? She, he said, I'll be right back with you. Just hang tight, sit tight, I'll be right back with you. So he got in the car. and um, <laughs> He said he was writing the ticket out, and she could tell that she looked in the rearview mirror, and it was the long form. <laughs> <laughs> And she was, she got all, you know, she got all uppity and she said, I, I thought you got, I thought y'all didn't write pretty girls tickets in Arkansas. He goes, we don't, ma'am. Uh, here's your. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see him doing that. She too. called and complained on him. That was the funniest part of the story. He's like, uh, she did what? Oh no. He said, man, my supervisor can hear me whipping all of them horses and him and going oh, after. He goes, I'll give her something to complain about. Oh, that's that's mad. Yeah, I thought you didn't write pretty girls tickets in Arkansas. I goes, man, we don't. We don't. Here's, your, here's your ticket. <laughs> he goes, did you just call a girl ugly? He goes, no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, Joseph, we're going to wrap it up. Um, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if um, they, uh, they're they interested in your work and you know, yeah, those man. companies out there. Just throw your digits out there for us. Real uh, we can, you follow me on Instagram, hipster underscore woodsman. And uh, our email is hipster woodsman media at gmail mm-hmm. and um that's that's probably the best way all right now you promise when you get your flats boat you're going to drag it down here and, and oh, i will man. push you all over the marsh it's coming I promise you that. it's coming and uh let's get together and share a tree this year yeah man let's do it awesome brother what a great guy and fantastic talent thank you joseph edwards the hipster woodsman for joining us and sharing Uh, your knowledge with all of us you guys check him out on instagram at hipster underscore woodsman Uh, if you spent any amount of time in the field his images will really i think resonate with you and we think that you'll really enjoy his work so uh, check him out also don't forget to go to tanglefree.com makers of the finest quality waterfowling gear you can buy i'm telling you there is no substitute for quality and the products at Tangle Free speak for themselves. So check them out at TangleFree.com today. Thank you for listening. Uh, Make sure you hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you all again on another episode of the No Limits Podcast. Bye-bye, y'all.